You're listening to Getting Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Laura. And we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast, we have an interview with Sam from Canada Girl Eats Paleo. We're going to be talking to her about the paleo diet and all of the things that that entails. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Steph. Hi, Laura. How's it going in Korea? It's amazing. How are you? Good. Today on the podcast, we have Sam, who's joining us from the blog Canada Girl Eats Paleo. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're, we have some questions for her because paleo just is a big question mark in my mind. And I think I know some stuff and I'd love to get some clarity um, yeah. on what also, that diet's all about. I think there's some misconceptions about paleo as well. I mean, I know I don't know the whole story, so I'm excited for Sam to sort of clear the air and like myth bust a little bit about what the paleo diet really is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sam, how's it going? (laughs) Hey guys, it's going good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Hopefully I can bust some of these myths like you want me to. (laughs) Yeah, we're really excited. Okay, so let's just dive in. Um, Can you tell us in a nutshell, um, what exactly is the paleo diet? If someone's coming to it and they have absolutely no idea, just like the brief facts. Okay. So it's a big mess sort of, even the people in the community can't agree, but I would say that basically it's just eating real whole foods, focusing on like fruits, vegetables, nuts, meats coming from good quality sources, you know, eggs and cutting out stuff that's really irritating to the gut mm-hmm. and like processed foods. Basically, in my mind, I'm just trying to eat as much real food as possible. I think that's the basics. You can go a lot deeper into the science and blah, 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 and different anti-nutrients and why you shouldn't eat this and that. But basically, I love the thing like just eat real food. That's how I take it. And I try not to be too serious about it or get crazy about it, that's what it means to me and to a lot of other people. But there are some people out there who would say, you eat anything sweetened again and you have to eat only steak and nothing else, basically. But I think there's a lot of misconceptions of people who haven't really like looked into it properly or I don't know. Hopefully that's a good answer. Yeah, no, totally. Because in... I, I'll be honest, like, I thought it was just, like, you know, steak and vegetables, and that was, that was it, but it's kind of a relief to hear that you're focused on whole foods, it, like, makes it seem a lot more accessible for somebody like me, um, so, yeah, I like that a lot, that sounds, sounds awesome. Yeah, it was definitely one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on, Sam, was I think that vegans and paleo people, like, you would assume that there's so much more strife between the two groups, but I honestly Mm. think that that goal towards getting people to eat more whole foods is there for both groups, and that's this commonality that's super important to both diets. Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. I'd say that. And I think that, you know, a vegetarian or vegan diet is actually a lot closer to paleo than, say, like, what the average person's eating or, like, what your Mm. neighbor is eating, you know? There's a lot more similarities and differences. And actually, if you think of cutting out, like, the meat, besides eggs, I mean, it pretty much is a vegan diet. Like, you don't really – some people do eat dairy, but that's pretty much cut out. So it really is vegetables and the meat and nuts. And personally, I add in some, like, gluten-free grains, like rice and stuff like that, 
because mm -hmm. I need it. I yeah. do a lot of physical activity and stuff like that. But it's really, I think the best thing about it is that you can sort of start it with a template and then customize it to what works for your own body. Mm. I think it's so cool that this idea that kind of like these two diets that again, like Laura said, are so different, but we're almost like going towards the same point um, in some ways. And I just, I love that. It's kind of like, it's like, seems like the right thing, just whole foods. Okay. Um, so yeah, back, exactly. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us like how long you've been eating paleo and maybe some of the reasons why you decided to switch to that diet? Like what's your story? Sure. <laughs> okay, I will try to tell you in not too much time. So I've been eating this way for about a year and a half. And mm -hmm. it started because I was having a lot of issues. Like, I have a lot of allergies, which I have gone kind of undiagnosed or misdiagnosed for a long time. So I had already cut out gluten. I already was lactose intolerant. And I was just kind of like, what do I eat? I don't I don't know what to eat. So I started looking around and I found this. Actually, I found it from a podcast, which is kind of funny. It's like <laughs> full circle. And I, when I first heard it, I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. It sounds really crazy. And but I actually gave it a try and immediately started feeling better. Like my skin cleared up like crazy. I stopped anaphylactic reactions to random foods that we couldn't identify. So that was a major plus way more energy like just being in a happier mood in general i think it's just from being more well nourished like stopping get, like getting away from the processed foods and the junk food that's pretty easy to eat when you're in your early 20s <laughs> yeah no that's funny i i noticed a, a lot of the same thing when i uh became vegan was i stopped reacting to foods that i had had allergies to my whole life um not severe allergies but allergies that were like noticeable like an itchy mouth and stuff but yeah no that's yeah it must be that movement towards the whole foods where I also noticed an increase in energy levels and um those are all like very good reasons to change your diet yeah totally yeah and you know it's it's similar like it's not like I was like okay now I'm just gonna eat meat three times a day and I didn't increase really my conception of meat but I just changed from you know, your ordinary stuff to starting going to like a grass fed farmer and getting meat that's been raised humanely and eating the right diet for them as well. So it was really a lot about just increasing the quality of my diet a lot. Mm. And I still like, I'm not super strict about it. I will still like enjoy my life and have something super delicious when I'm out with my friends or something. Like for me, it's not about being militant as it's a lifestyle. I can't really go back because my body won't let me so I have to make it work in the long run mm. yeah no it's funny because when Steph and I were originally coming up with questions for the podcast um one of the things that she wanted to know was like paleo sounds so boring like based on like my my misconceptions obviously of the paleo diet and what it actually entails so me was I was thinking you know it's just meat and potatoes for your whole life like that's gonna get old um but now that I guess now this question doesn't really apply as much but I I guess my question was at the time do you think you could eat this way for several years and not get bored um which Laura thought was kind of funny because she's like <laughs> we 
skin. <laughs> it's like nothing yeah. to eat. <laughs> like that's what, that's what people think about vegans. Like our question is like people are like, what do you eat? Eat, and I think it kind of brings it back to um, we did an interview with uh, our friend who's gluten free, and she brought up an excellent point. That's just it's all about teaching yourself to eat differently from the way you were raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely true, and I can definitely see, it can get boring. Like if you don't actually make to try new things and different recipes it can get boring really quick that is true so I definitely make an effort to try new things different recipes like I've definitely tried a lot of things that I never even would think of eating before and you got to spice it up and that's also why I said like you know I'll eat other things too if I'm out with friends or with family I don't Mm -hmm. feel deprived because if I want something, I'll have it. But at this point, I just really don't want anything else. (laughs) Yeah, because it makes you feel like I'm over missing bread. I have so many negative associations with it, I think, that I'm just like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) doesn't appeal. Yeah, totally. Um, Do you think that, I mean, it kind of sounds like from the way you're describing the diet that the way you see it is like a pretty accessible, common sense kind of thing where we're going towards whole foods and like that's a great thing do you think that um anyone is a good fit for paleo or do you think do you think that some people are not i think that anybody really could probably try i definitely believe that different people have different foods that work for them right like someone who's allergic to peanuts can't eat that but yet it can be a perfectly fine food for someone else so I think that anybody could try it, and especially if you're having issues with your current diet, it would be something to try because it's very close to an elimination diet when you first start out before you start maybe adding in other foods that are like maybe foods. So it's a good way to sort of reset yourself. And if it doesn't seem sustainable, you can try adding in different things or cutting out other things. But at the same time, I realize like someone like you guys is probably not the best fit because like, I don't know if you could be a paleo vegan. You'd probably actually just eat like fruit and vegetables. I don't know what you would eat. So I think that the closest thing to being a paleo vegan is what people currently call the plant-based diet. Um, But we don't have to get into that because (laughs) (laughs) that's not what this podcast is about. (laughs) Yeah, I guess I mean anything possible. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I interned for a woman who I think put it really well where she's basically like I'm a Lisatarian so I would be a Lauritarian and you're a Samitarian and Steph's a Stephitarian like you just do you just do you and sometimes it can fall into certain buckets but uh really what you eat is so personal um nobody fits the description of something to a T yeah um but yeah so I really like that (laughs) yeah One of the things that I wanted to ask you was, I know that a lot of paleo people, their reasoning behind the diet is that it follows what your ancestors would have eaten. Um, So that would be like a reason for avoiding something like factory farmed meat or something that was raised um, under like new conditions that didn't exist beforehand. Um, so I was wondering, like, in the vegan community, there was, like, a lot of brouhaha around this Petri dish meat. Um, I don't know if you remember that, where, like, they grew meat in a in a Petri dish, and it's so unnatural. But I was wondering if, like, how you thought about that. 
I'm actually kind of excited you asked this question because I'm sort of curious what the like what a vegan person thought of that because I've never really <laughs> I mean I heard about it sort of but I didn't really look into it but personally I have to say I mean I guess if it was exactly the same as like and it had the same vitamins and nutrients like B12 and iron and everything in it and it was the same like maybe I would eat it but I would be pretty skeptical <laughs> but I mean it would be kind of like obviously you know I like animals too I don't want them to have to die all the time yeah. it is maybe part of the circle of life but if there was a way I would guess I'd be interested in it but I'd like how does that work how do you grow meat in a petri dish I personally don't get it. I did Google it, but I know Laura, when you wrote this question, I was like, um, I didn't really even notice this at all. Like when this oh, was really? a news story, quote unquote, I didn't really. I don't know. Like I don't think as like a, a sometimes vegan, I don't really think that I have a very strong opinion about it. To be honest, I'm like. Meh. So interestingly, this all of the studies behind this and stuff, uh, pedo is a very big part in that they funded a lot of like the research that went into that and um so they were actually behind like the scientists trying to do this because they want if people are going to eat meat they want it to be as cruelty free as possible um so that's kind of interesting personally it creeps me out but uh that's that's just me <laughs> yeah i kind of i mean i kind of get their thing about risk assessment right or risk reduction harm reduction, whatever, how they want people to, if they're going to eat meat, to, for it to come from a sustainable, ethical source. And I guess I can kind of get on board with that. But um, yeah, that's the other thing that I was going to ask, Sam, like how much does the evolutionary aspect come into play for you personally? Or do you think like for a paleo community as a whole, like, is that something you think about often? Because um, I know you mentioned that like rice you you eat but that's not really like a paleo thing but like for me i'm like well rice comes from the ground like i'm assuming they had rice way back in the day but i don't know like how much does that factor into your lifestyle choices yes we can't really know exactly what everyone was eating a hundred thousand years ago or whatever like it's mm -hmm. it's not an exact science and a lot of the stuff that we eat today like i think you guys know right like it's not even like it was maybe a thousand years ago, like a lot of the vegetables that we eat and everything have even been cultivated to be a certain way that it wouldn't even be edible before. So as much as like, I think that a lot of people kind of latched onto the like, eat like a caveman thing because it's like a soundbite that people just get. But for me personally, I'm never like, oh, I'm really channeling my caveman ancestors today with this meal. Like <laughs> it's not something that I think about, but I do get like, where it's the basis, I think, where maybe some of the original people who came up with this diet or lifestyle were considering. But you're right, like, I think that probably rice has been around for a really long time. And for me, I eat it because it doesn't bother me. But technically, it's a grain. So uh, I don't know. This is where there's a lot of controversy, actually, within paleo, where people can't really agree one way or the other because it's true that some people can't handle it or it upsets their stomach or whatever and some people are perfectly fine so i think those gray areas mm -hmm. is where the individuality comes into play what about gmos do gmos and well, pesticide use like fall somewhere in that discussion 
Um, I would say yes. I think that quality is definitely a huge part of it. So the ideal is like organic, obviously pesticide free. Um, this is why we eat, you know, like grass fed meat or meat that comes from a nice farm or pastured eggs and whatever. Like it's, and a lot of the GMO crops like soy, canola, etc., are not eaten on the paleo diet. So it's not really a huge concern because you're not eating it anyways. But I definitely don't think that a GMO or pesticides are healthy or good for you or something that people should really be eating a lot of. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. most people would agree, probably. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say there's so much controversy controversy within the paleo community. Like, that That seems fascinating because I, I guess I kind of saw it as a pretty cohesive movement, but it seems like there's, like, many different facets of it, which is fascinating. Yeah, it's like there's layers or something. I think that... Because when it first started out, it was very strict and um, maybe too restrictive for some people. And I think that over time, because a lot of the people who are leaders of the community do like to look at science and research, like things change and maybe you didn't know something 10 years ago that you do know now. So, but people are also stuck in their ways and maybe not so quick to change or take another viewpoint. So that's where I think the controversy or factions come in. But overall, I think that everybody understands that you should really just do what works for you. And a lot of the new books that are coming out around this, like there's a new one by Chris Presser. It's called like Your Personal Paleo Code, which is all about like breaking down the different aspects of the diet to really find what works for you. So there's like, it's kind of crazy, but I guess there's a whole lot of people trying this out or doing it now. So there's a lot of variety like there's people who will eat dairy and then they're called primal like I don't know there's just so (laughs) many different people like paleo plus rice or paleo plus this or that so (laughs) it would be nice to just have one specific set of rules but that's just like you guys said it's not reality like that's not how people live so personally I would never not eat something that works for me just because someone said not to (laughs) So I do a lot of experimenting with myself to see what works for my body. Mm-hmm. And I think other people should do that too. Yeah. So do you think that the do you think that the paleo umbrella of diet <laughs> um, is that is that something that you think that society should be moving towards, um, or is it like a personal preference where you just feel best on this diet? Well, I definitely feel best on this diet personally, but I do think that everyone should be moving at least towards eating more home-cooked meals, real foods, whole foods that you recognize and you can tell, you know, stuff that either maybe doesn't have an ingredient list or if it does, you can pronounce everything on it, you know, (laughs) food that's recognizable, not just chemicals. So I think that literally every single person could benefit from that, right? Maybe you don't have to go full throttle, but at least eating more whole real foods, I have to say, everyone will benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Girl, I like the way you talk. Um, <laughs> I, I am really fascinated, and so I'm going to get a little, like, personal here. Um, I would love to know, like, an example day of, like, what you would eat in a given day on, on the diet that is obviously specifically the Samitarian diet. Um, 
paleo plus rice or whatever. I don't know the terms yet. I'm a beginner. But yeah, like <laughs> Dude, what, I don't even know the terms. <laughs> like what would be your typical breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks? Okay, so I did try to think of this because I'm like, what do I even eat? But I lost the headphone. Sorry. Okay. So for breakfast, I usually have like, I'll usually cook myself a couple of eggs and then have some vegetables on the side that I'll saute up or make an omelet. Usually have some sweet potatoes with it or regular potatoes, some kind of like starch or carb where I'll have fruit on the side just to sort of be balanced, protein, fats, and carbs, and have a lot of energy to start off the day. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't have that, I'll have just like maybe a smoothie, but I'll put avocado or like almond butter, stuff like that in it to get some protein and fats. And then for lunch, I'll usually just have leftovers or I make a lot of salads. So pretty much whatever vegetables I have on hand, chop it up, put it in a salad. And then if I have any leftover protein from the night before, I maybe put that on or not. It really just depends. And then for dinners, I just really try to vary it, like, as much as I possibly can. And, like, I live with my boyfriend, and he is completely 100% not paleo at all. (laughs) So so I try to make stuff that we can both eat or, like, you know, stuff that he can add his bread to or whatever, and we can sort of both eat. So it really just depends. But, like, what did I eat Today, I'm not going to lie, I pretty much just ate like a Lara bar and a bunch of pineapple. That was my dinner because <laughs> I was lazy or maybe two Lara bars and a bunch of fruit. <laughs> oh what are you doing? Uh, you knew you were coming on the podcast and we were going to ask. So <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's always the day you get asked where it's safe for me. Like so when somebody's like, what did you eat today as a vegan? I'm like, an avocado. <laughs> 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 It's always that day, but... <laughs> but, like, okay, you know, what would be, like, a typical dinner if you were actually okay. going to, like, sit down and make something? Okay, so usually I would either... Well, obviously, I eat meat, so I'll base my main meal around that. I make, like, my own barbecue sauce. Sometimes I'll just make easy, like, chicken legs or whatever. I have... my I, like, buy a lot of grass-fed ground beef, so I'll change it into tacos, and my boyfriend can use his, like normal wrap and I'll have like lettuce wraps and stuff like that like yeah burgers are pretty typical too and he can have his bun and I can wrap mine in lettuce and then we'll I'll make like sweet potato and usually regular potato fries and like a lot of side salads different vegetables I love roasting vegetables like I'm obsessed with roasting vegetables they're so Mm -hmm. good (laughs) exactly so pretty much just like I I was telling Laura actually before I'm in school and I'm working a lot in a high-stress job, so pretty much easy things that I can get on the table fast, so I definitely fall, like, I'll often roast up, like, a bunch of asparagus all at once and keep it in the fridge and then just take that out with a salad and whatever we're making that day, whatever, because I also try to buy my meat based on, like, what I have access to at the time, so through the whole winter, I have access to grass-fed ground beef and so I eat a lot of that, but then in the summer I can go to the farmer's market and get a lot of different cuts. And I have like a chest freezer so I can be stocked up on stuff. So I don't have to like resort to grocery store stuff. So it pretty much just depends on what we have on hand, but I have a lot of recipes on my blog if you want like more examples. (laughs) So that's about it. I was looking through some of your recipes and a lot of them look really awesome. Um, but it's funny cause I'll, I'll follow some people on Instagram and things that I would use like, Oh, hashtag vegan. 
I find that like paleo people, like you'll see a salad, they'll say hashtag paleo or, and to me that's so funny because I see it and I'm like, no, that's mine. But it just goes <laughs> to show that there's so much overlap over, over a lot of these meals. Yeah. 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 It's true. Yeah. And even like I have one of my friends is a vegetarian and she just recently has cooked like a few recipes from my blog. So it's kind of interesting because if you take out the meat or like I have a good, I really like using spaghetti squash as like pasta that I'm like obsessed with. It's so good. So Mm -hmm. I have a good like sun-dried tomato pasta recipe that doesn't have any meat or like animal products in it at all. And she made that and loved it. So I feel like it can be pretty versatile. Yeah. No, totally. That's so interesting. I love that. (laughs) So Do you have any any, um, people who personally inspire you? either as a paleo person or just Just in in terms of, yeah, just in life. (laughs) Well, I definitely think that there's a lot of inspirational people in this community. Like one person who I think is really awesome. um, She has a blog called Against All Grain, and she's pretty much put her ulcerative colitis into remission by eating this way and cutting out a lot of the irritating. It's really crazy. Like she has pictures where she's completely like emaciated. You can see like, every rib and now she just looks so healthy and vibrant and she's spreading the word. I just think that's awesome. And there's a lot of stories like that out there. So all of those people really inspire me. And honestly, like my readers and people who comment on my stuff inspire me too, because they're so nice. And they tell me like, Oh, I made this healthy meal because of you or I started yoga because of you and stuff like that just really keeps me motivated and inspired. I think it's great like the way that social media has kind of connected everyone and made a community and we can all sort of inspire each other so that's what I like (laughs) amazing thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us today no problem thanks for having me this is this is good (laughs) I had fun yeah we had so much fun we learned so much so yeah so happy that we did this um If you guys have any questions for Sam, then make sure to leave us a comment in our blog post. We'll be linking to all of the amazing stuff she mentioned in the show notes. And you can also get us on Twitter or Instagram. And we're going to link to Sam's social media accounts too, so you can follow all of her good stuff. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye, Sam.